0: You, do you know what I mean? Like one one forty wink, like one one wink. forty. One episode I, I, one forty. I what,
1: what's what's one forty, huh? Jim? Do you want to explain what what the one forty joke is? Yeah,
0: yeah, like like a smoke a cannabis in it.
1: Oh, is that uh... is is one forty <laughs> cannabis number? It's, it's, oh. it's, 140, it's the light mate.
2: level. The light level of the gun I got today at level forty in Destiny. One forty. Destiny! I,
1: I, I, I'm now legitimately having that moment where, like, I don't know whether to keep going with this. Like, I don't know whether, whether Jim... Like, I assume Jim's joking about 140 being the weed number,
0: but Shake there's a little back. bit in my head that's Come like, on. is
1: this a very sincere thing where Jim thinks the weed number
0: is 140? Let's everybody eat some weeds and go to do Castle Donington. Jim, for a I'm, pop concert, Jim,
1: I'm eating a weed right now. Yeah, do it. Go out in the garden and eat. I'm eating a dandelion I found in my back garden. It's delicious.
2: Brothers yeah, bad, I've got kids.
0: Mouth, mouthfuls of dandelions. Go to Castle Donnington, right? What w- watched Rolling Stones do a pop concert for us, um, <laughs> and then make wild, abandoned uh, '60s-style love in a field. That that is how we're going to celebrate episode 140. 140 i i thought you were gonna suggest that's what episode 140 was
1: going to be and i was like I, I i don't know whether itunes permits the like broadcast of actual pornography if you know we're gonna go make love in a field that that
0: might breach some itunes terms of service we we might have to do it tasteful it might have to be like terminator 2 with lots of hands clinging on bed sheets. Uh Bring bed sheets, not your best ones. They're gonna get stained in the grass.
1: Okay, I'll take. So I'll be take careful the, about I'll that. I'll take
0: the spare bed sheets from the
1: guest room, and uh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I, I, just I get mine pre grassed or, uh, just, Well, you know, it's up to you. Do you, want, do you want to get, get involved, it? Yeah. I could video it and sell it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'll need someone to hold the camera. So yeah, exactly. I think we've got we've got a very profitable uh,
1: business arrangement going here. I, I, I'm well, very I was excited. actually
2: more thinking like blackmail you both with it, and well, actually, oh no, it's that, would, that, that wouldn't work, work because you it? wanted it to be released.
0: Yeah, no, well that's we, it. You'll we, hold it hostage, is what you'll do. Yeah. It'll be like yeah. you don't get the footage will, unless
2: I get my money. This will never be released on the internet unless <laughs> you pay me ten million Patreon I, dollars.
1: I will find you ten million Patreon dollars if that gets the footage out into the world. You know, I can't pay any let price. something that
0: beautiful like not make it out into the internet. <laughs> Yeah. So, and then I well, want to then edit, then, what, and you sail away to it. All right. Oh, yeah. Let's um, let let's let's leave that alone. Hello, Laura. How are you? Welcome to Podquisition. Hello. Thank you for inviting me once again to be on this video game oh, show. What you, we do? Always a pleasure, never a chore. And hello, Gavin. How are you today on this fine
2: day? I'm good, thank you. Very good.
0: There we are. There we Having are. Is a that,
2: day off. which is really? Is nice. that
0: an exciting enough intro for the fucking listeners?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Not happy last is... week, being too professional yeah, Not were... happy last that, week That
2: was the last podquisition ever, goodbye
1: Yeah, there, was yep, people <laughs> last... <laughs> there were people last week asking if it was the final podquisition Because apparently the Dismal Jester's final episode Had like an oddly standard introduction Where everyone just introduced themselves
0: And when that happened oh, yeah, last week people ends. were like
1: Is podquisition ending? Ah <laughs>
0: Yeah, like I'll do it all formal, like if if it's like the last one because that's like paying your respects and everything, like like tri- press press F and all that. Ha-ha, that's a good meme for the children listening at home. Um, but no, last week I just had no idea about pretty much anything, um, and, and and that that was it. Yeah, it's.
1: Yeah, fair. I just had I-,
0: I had no idea what I was doing, and and oddly enough, that came out professional. <laughs>
2: To be fair, none of us do.
0: I I assumed it was some deliberate goof at like, oh,
1: I'm gonna subvert expectations by not doing the silly thing, and that in and of itself is the goof. Um, I I promise, if they, if we know that this show is gonna end, I don't think this show ends on a very sincere, you know, serious introduction. I think we just like take off all the 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 things that have been weighing us down. We activate our limit breaks, and we just like fucking. It'll be an episode where we could never do another
0: episode again because we ruined the brand forever. So basically that Castle into fucking in a field plan. Um, well, um, I'm, was, I'm on board with that, so... so that's what'll happen for the finale.
2: I was just so Out happy with to a get bang. introduced before you went on a ten-minute tangent that I did not, for one second, think this is the last episode. I was just jumping around the room. <laughs> Enjoy.
1: Yeah, G- Gavin was just like, "Hip, hip, hooray!" I actually got you know introduced yeah. for once.
0: Oh, yeah, did a full circuit around his round his whole home, um, high-fiving imaginary people. It was great. Uh, he put the webcam on for us all to watch. He does that <laughs> yeah. whenever he does victory laps, which, which they're now not...
2: blackmailing me with. Yeah, yeah, um, simply the, the
0: best of Gav's victory Gav alert.
2: high-fiving his imaginary friends.
1: We can't have people <laughs> knowing that Gavin is passionate about things Like, G- Gavin can't yeah. be having that It'll ruin I, I his, his mystic never, musical
2: aura I'm very, very careful on Twitter to never be positive or excited about things, aren't I, Laura?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, de- definitely
2: <laughs> I'm renowned for Not getting overexcited about things Yeah, you never being, get excited about anything And then being anything, disappointed just, afterwards just
1: <laughs> Grumble, grumble, grumble <laughs> Gavin never gets excited about anything And definitely doesn't get disappointed you know, it, In hindsight because the thing didn't turn out good Because he's, it he's the Eeyore of Twitter is,
2: um, It genuinely is difficult To be excited on social media sometimes Because people are so cynical And they will let you know how wrong they think you are <laughs> If you're yeah, if you're yeah. excited well, about it. Well, social something.
0: media is hell, and mm. and the denizens of hell wish to drag everything that's in it down with them. That's that's my my view of, of social media is if I were to visualize it, it's one of those old paintings of hell.
2: Like, yeah. it's like, like the every weird ones I, with every bird time, faced people every Eating the world. Um, every time I tweet something positive about a game, I like particularly Destiny recently, which I've been revisiting, it's like I immediately hear. <laughs> And then well, I, the hear dinkle, is, I hear dinko I hear Dinko go bleep 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 Oh, we've awoken the hive.
0: Your excitement for destiny is the naked ass, and the rest of social media is the bird faced thing from that painting. And I go, ow. Oh! And that's that's what happens. That social media is an eternity of bird faced people eating
2: asses. That reference went right over my head, but now I kinda wanna know what it is.
1: I mean, if I, you think, sort of I, think just, I think Jim was just trying to talk about generic uh, iconography from paintings of hell. Uh, there is oh, one. Oh, of the Bosch
2: the, bird face. The, yes.
0: All that fucking the stuff. Her, yeah,
2: the Hieronymus Bosch um, bird face. Yes, I know. Yeah, I'm
0: pretty sure about. it's not eating us. little men but... into his gob. Yeah, but but there are arses in the in the the, the portrait. Oh man, we saw I wanna, some of his. I want to play um, a video game that's like set in that. Painting. In a boss
2: universe? Oh my god! Yeah, his um. Like we, you're we just running from the bottom of the
0: painting to the top of it, trying to avoid we, all the the pitchforks and the the asses.
2: We saw some of his paintings, like actual the paintings themselves, last year in Amsterdam. Nice. And holy shit, they're even more disturbing when you can look at them because they're huge. They're so wow. disturbing. <laughs>
0: It's, I'd like it, are they that. disturbing
1: I'd like in that they're sort of, like, just imposing physically in size, I guess? That it's like, Both. oh, this this really is a huge yeah. painting of hell all and around me. just the me. depths
2: of, like, depravity of, of our human imagination is all exposed in those, you know? I mean, hell is a pretty fucked-up thing that we imagined up, like, when you think about it. I mean, that, you know, may or may not exist. Sorry, don't want to offend anyone. <laughs> you're all
0: right, you're all right. <sighs> um... You're all right, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean,
2: yeah. Which yeah, I personally don't cap, yeah. think exists. Yeah. Nah, nah. But, nah. Uh, I saw the Saw from Saw. oh nice that's fucked up... Oh, nice.
0: That's, what I that's, what, that's one thing I've seen in real life.
2: Do you know what's fun, I actually? Saw, I saw going the Saw from Saw. Um, going to cities where a game's been set and then going around the city and visiting all the uh, places. Like, uh, and
0: climb, trying to climb up the front of the buildings.
2: Yeah. <laughs> We I'm always getting Venice arrested for Paris that. I get as
0: far as the Rome. front step. Yeah. And then, then I fall
2: over crying. That was the, only, the one and only real thing that really impressed me in The Division, actually, how accurate uh, a representation of New York it was mm. and how you can well, actually recognise so many places.
0: I had, cool. um, I got a friend from New York and she was guiding me down a street to find her apartment. And we, we more or less found it. Um, like... Yeah. Pretty much the street and everything and and what looked like the building and everything it was it was an impressive New York. I will York. give it that York. i'll give it that there
2: yeah. you go
0: i mean if if the game inside the New York was good <laughs> then then it would have been fantastic but <laughs> but that's the thing about yeah. the division. If only
1: um so yeah, we 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 we've been playing some video games and stuff this week. Um, I'm trying to yeah. work out which ones, if any, we have like overlap on. Like multiple people have played the same game. Um, me and Jim, I think we've both played Pyre. Do you want to yep. talk a bit a bit about
0: Pyre, Jim? Yeah, yeah, I like Pyre a lot. Um, Super Games. It, it, each they've they've each gotten better in my estimation. When I played Bastion, um, uh, well, a lot of people were angry with me when I reviewed Bastion. Uh, that was back in the Destructoid days. Um, I, th- I said it was all right. Oh, it was like a uh, 6, gym. 6.5, I uh, think. Gym. Uh, gym. I think. Um, here's the thing. Supergiant are very, very good at marrying music to things. Um, they, they, they get a good song and they know how to use it. And...
2: It, you know, that's funny because I adored amplified. Bastion. I adored yeah. Bastion, but I didn't like the song in it. You didn't like the song in uh, it. I loved the soundtrack, the, the instrumental yeah. soundtrack, but the song yeah. that was in it. The,
0: oh uh, yeah, it well just... I'm talking about all of that.
2: Um yeah. I, I
0: tend to like the the songs they use, but uh they marry all sorts of music to the the story they're they're doing and the gameplay that they're presenting. And and I just feel like like, like, like it's not enough. Like it's it the stuff that the music is backing up is just like the music's clouding it and making it like associating the feelings that the music's giving you to what's being shown on the screen. And when I'm looking at the stuff on the screen, I'm just a little bit like I'm, I don't feel fooled by it. Uh, so it never really grabbed me story wise and, and the gameplay. In both, uh, well, in Bastion, struck me as just overly simplistic. Um, I'm going off my criticism from years ago, so I, I'm trying to remember what even the game I, was like.
2: I, <laughs> but uh, I found that um, what you're talking about there, I felt that about Transistor, but I didn't feel right. that about Bastion. It was actually the right. combat in see, Transistor started uh, actually put me off the game. I only got through two levels.
0: Uh-huh. Well, you see, Transistor I liked a bit more. I am. I, um, I, that was escapist system. Um, I gave it, like I think, the equivalent of like a 7 or so because I thought it was a, a pretty good game. Uh, certainly as good as Breath of the Wild. Uh, and <laughs> I liked the combat in that, um, really did like the music in that. But even so, even then, I still felt like the music was doing the... The majority of the work—that's a good way of phrasing. Something I've, you I've definitely can't say about
2: Breath of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> I, um,
0: I can, I but...
1: can, I can definitely understand both of your perspectives. I think I land slightly above both of you on my feelings on their games. I, yeah. I was quite a big fan of both Bastion and Transistor, both in terms of their music and their mechanics. I. You know, I I recognize the flaws with both of them, but I think I fall th- slightly above both of you on both of them.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's not just the music as well it's the aesthetic that carries it. I mean, oh, they Oh Yeah, they're gorgeous such
0: gorgeous games. Visuals. They got yeah. great artists, uh, yeah. no doubt. Um, but but I, I gave it all that preamble um, because to me Pyant is exactly everything Supergiant's been aiming for. Uh, that's a total package to me. That has the great music that's already standard, the fantastic art that we've all sort of become familiar with. But finally for me, I was like, now this is a story I'm into. This is a fantastic variety of characters uh, to the point where not just from gameplay perspectives, but from character perspectives, I struggle to choose who to pick. Um, And then gameplay-wise, this whole three-on-three basketball fantasy thing is really really nice really inspired stuff um, and I love how they've managed to make every character feel different and all the skills feel different with only a few button presses uh, and and it looks great and it sounds great and the voice acting is incredible uh, and uh, the once it opens up because it goes on a somewhat linear thing you can do choices but once the rails come off the whole thing it, it's It's an exciting game and stays so. Uh, So yeah, Pyre is everything that everyone else has seen in the other games. To me, like I see it in this.
2: A question for both me and for the audience: What is the combat like? Is it kind of turn-based like it was in the last one, or is it? Well, it's
1: not combat. It's it's a game of um, fantasy basketball. Yeah, mechanically, it is not traditional combat it feels like the mechanics of an ea sports game okay. but with like a very fantasy wrapping around it and some like super moves and things it's, yeah like it's, you it's, it's kind hold... of like the like the mario sports equivalent of a basketball game kind of
2: okay so it's not it's yeah, not a can... turn-based system no it's it's, it's no it's, it's... <laughs> yeah
1: real-time. Like, the best way i can describe it is imagine a three-on-three basketball game Where you're controlling the... uh, You're controlling one of your three characters at a time. And you can pass the ball... If you have the ball, you can pass it to another of your teammates and you then switch to controlling that teammate. Um, And you're trying to get your glowing space ball
0: into the fire that is the basketball net. Yeah, and the other team, they're bound by the same rules, so only one of them's moving at any given time. Yeah. Um, So there's a tactical element in which, you know, you might want to like switch characters back to someone near your your goal ends if they're near it with the ball um and you can attack like there is something of a combat thing yeah, where there's... every character has an aura around them uh, and when you pick up the ball your aura disappears so if uh, an enemy aura touches you your character goat is banished and can't come back for several seconds uh, and you can fire that at characters as well uh, Mm. and hit them and knock them out for a while so there's this sort of combative element to it uh where you as the the person with the ball is is basically playing keep away and try to outmaneuver them to get into that goal end
1: yeah and there are different like speeds and classes of characters like the basic Mm -hmm. trio you start off with is one heavy character who is slow but has like good uh, a good wide offensive range you've got the medium character and then you've got the small character who is very fast Um, and can get around everyone but has very little of an aura around them for
0: attacking or defending. And they they do different uh, attack values to the the enemy's fire uh, because it's not really based on goals, it's based on HP of the fire. So, you know, a big, heavy character, it takes them longer longer, and, and it's tougher for them to get to the fire. But once they get it in, they do a significant... Uh, amount of yeah. damage compared to someone who's faster. Uh so I mean I still go all fast anyway cuz it just makes sense. Um yeah. like, you know, get get uh Riku and uh is that the name Riku? green R- tail? Rookie, R- rookie.
1: Yes.
0: Uh yeah, get Ruki, uh Shay, that's what I called the uh, what they call the the savage class. Um and uh oh what is his name? Uh, Gilman, Sir Gilman. Um just all the like weak offensively, but super fast and outmaneuvering. Um so I find that's the best. But whatever's good for everyone else, you know, live live the dream. Do as you will. Oh so Freedom. yeah, like that
1: that's that's the thing that like <laughs> caught me most off guard about Pyre was the fact that like I generally don't enjoy sports games. And I kind of realised from Pyre there's nothing about the mechanics of sports games I don't enjoy. It's just I guess the realism of the setting just I find really boring, and if you wrap it up in like a visual novel, uh pick the directions to go um that that sort of like heavy narrative fantasy wrapping and like make it about energy balls and fire hoops, I suddenly care about sports game mechanics,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it was odd that I I didn't, because I didn't know anything about it going in. Uh, this is one I hadn't really been following, um, so I got the code, saw it was Super Giant, and said, "Well, I've tried every Super Giant game up till now, and, and they've gone up in my estimation, so I'll give this one a go." Um, and, and there was just something they'd done such a good job of with, with the story leading up to the first time you actually have a match that I was like, oh, suddenly this is weird fantasy sports ball, and I don't mind that. Like, I was actually fine with that. Um, it, it just... It was presented so well, and they led to it so well. Uh, and again, the music helps, like, backing it up and, and sort of hyping you up for it, that, that when it came time to to throw my balls into a fire, that I was excited and eager to do so.
1: Yeah, it's, it's just... It's unexpected from Supergiant, but... I I really like a lot of things about this game um, I love all the I character saw, designs and I things I saw
2: the, uh, the um, Sorry Laura just interrupted you.
1: The, Yeah no go ahead I
2: did see the developer describe the combat as a cross between Dota and uh, Transistor Which for me makes me think I probably wouldn't enjoy it
1: uh, I don't think that's an accurate description of it That is in no way what came to no. my, my mind uh, my, my only thoughts while no, playing it were this feels like like sports video games with fantasy magic. And I don't like sports video games, but I do like them in, when they're wrapped in fantasy magic,
0: apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I it helps like, that it's the kind really, of football yeah. the, that you'd see on like old Mega Drive games. Like, it, it helps that it feels like that, like that boiled down. That that I can just get it, enjoy the meat of that and not really worry about too much sportsy stuff.
1: Yeah. So, like, on, on top of that, I really like a lot of the narrative stuff they've done with it. Um, I really like the the world they've built up of this idea of a world where a ruling upper class has very much been banishing people to a bit of a hellscape area of the world, basically for doing. Things that might give them the power to affect change within the world. Uh, you play as a character who's been banished for learning to read, for example. And wow. reader. Yeah, it's. I I really like this idea of playing as a protagonist whose only real superpower is they know how to read. And in a world where no one knows how to read, and there's a a big book that is very important, you are a superhero because you know how to read a book.
0: That's it. It's like oh, that I, I, saying. So, the, really in the world so of the every, illiterate, um, the one with so, the Harry Potter book is king.
2: So it's every Game <laughs> of Thrones um, forum, then. People who read books think they have superpowers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, something like that, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm not... That one gets as... funnier the more you think about it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um... But the yeah i i'm not very far into it at all yet but i'm really enjoying what i'm seeing so
0: i'm definitely yeah, gonna good. stick with it it gets like it, it gets better the the more you go into it because like i say it just at, at one point the rails go off and it's it suddenly becomes a the whole dynamic changes while the gameplay stays the same and it's just really really uh engaging because you, you almost feel like you're done with it and then this whole new thing opens up but it's not in an exhausting way because it's suddenly fresh again so yeah yeah highly recommended uh pyre good stuff it's bingo indeed good stuff um a bingo
1: yeah Gav- gavin yeah. you've been playing more destiny this week is a uh, how, how has your continued journey with Destiny
0: been going?
2: Surprisingly in- And be careful, because absolutely.
0: the bird-headed yeah. men are watching.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's surprisingly enjoyable. Uh, they really made a good game at the end of three years on $160, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully the second yeah, game now will it- keep all of that in. And I have to say the loot grind is still a little bit too stingy for my personal taste, but... I get it because it's an MMO and people like to have that long, long end game, you know. But uh, yeah, it's yeah. certainly nowhere near as bad as it was, and there's Not so many Destiny more fans ways. My
0: long end game.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's so much more if, if, to do. Like, for example, when the game came out and you finished it, there was like what three strikes and one raid that you could do over and over. And now with the expansions, there's like thirty or forty different things you can do to grind, you know not a fan of all the different currency systems we talked about that last week i think that's bullshit i'm not a fan of how legendary marks work i think they're way too scarce and stingy and i think it sucks that i have to go and humiliate myself in the crucible to get certain things (laughs) fuck pvp and actually that's a complaint that a lot of people have had about the new game and i hope they fix that too that they've really balanced it towards the pvp which I personally don't give a shit about, and I think a lot of Destiny players don't really care about the PvP as well. And it seems that that seems to be infringing upon the PVE a lot in the new one with the balancing. So, hopefully, that's not a theme that continues.
1: Yeah, let's 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 hope not.
2: Mm. Um, Have you guys ever done the so Crucible? It's such an unenjoyable clusterfuck. I, You've got pe- people I, with, like, I, I, so much better guns than you just shredding you. Mm.
0: The funny thing is, yeah, I, I, and it might be because I stopped playing before expansions yeah. and all that, but I found Crucible more interesting than the rest of it wow. uh, back in the day. But that yeah. was, you know... I can that, understand that, was that the because
2: the, the original campaign was so nothing. It was just non yeah, you know, it was so yeah. dull and... Mm. But the the Taken King and the Rise of I Kairn had to go
0: through it with are, Dinklage in are, my ear, like I didn't get Nolan North, yeah. like the people who played it later. You know I what? Dinklage I would recommend going back
2: and trying the collection because before Destiny Two comes out, because it's it's actually really really surprised me how much fun I'm having on it, and I've mm-hmm. I've gotten my le- character up level forty, light level three hundred and something or other. Now I never expected I'd spend that long oh, on nice. Destiny. You know. And the Taken King mm. is really good, and the Rise of Iron are good, and they both have interesting missions, which is cool.
1: Yeah, i i played I played through most of the expansions. I yeah, I enjoyed them enough. I yeah. I might jump back into it and see how I feel going through it again from the start, yeah. but I've not been feeling any kind of urge to replay
0: to replay Destiny. No, like I'm I'm very much into playing Destiny too. Yeah. But as far as Destiny goes, I'm I'm leaving that behind. I'm going to leave all that baggage behind yes, fair enough. and yeah. come to Destiny 2 with a very I think fresh mind. That's I think. not it's a bad I think. I think 2 I think. is going to
2: overall be a much better experience. And you know what? I think that's sad because I think it's going to have watchdogs effect where the second game won't sell as well because the first one failed to deliver on its promises, despite the second one actually being really good.
0: Well we'll see The Activision's hype machine's yeah. power.: By the way so, Destiny
2: Fingers crossed if Destiny's it is Destiny's moment to moment gunplay Is at the moment tied with Titanfall 2 For my favourite ever shooting mechanics It just feels Shit. so fucking nice. good to play I, I don't know it just well, I know feels how much really you, you like that I don't know why they didn't put wall running in though Wall running would have been nice in Destiny 2 Oh well Wow. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah,
0: that I think that would have fit. Yeah. Oh, it would have yeah. fit with oh, the well. universe. Oh, well. Oh, well. Fuck it.
1: Oh, well. <gasps> we ca- I I have some um I have some some Void wonderful runner. news for you all today about Mighty Number no. 9. There's Mighty Number no. oh, 9 wow. terrible news and it makes me really just giggle. Is it Mighty the Number news we got 10? This week. <laughs> oh god. Mighty uh, Number 9.2. It's it's good. Are you ready for this, yeah. Gavin? <laughs> uh Mighty Number no. Nine's physical Kickstarter rewards finally started shipping, and uh Well, here's here's the thing. One of their physical rewards was like a physical game box where like you'd get like a, a retro style box, a cardboard box for a game with an instruction manual and all those things. Yeah. The problem is the instruction manual Doesn't fit inside the fake game box. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Smaller than their manual for this (laughs) fake physical reward that came like a year and a half after the game. The game that didn't review very well. The box doesn't fit the manual. Wow. It like. I have nothing insightful to say about this. So it basically, feels, it feels. It this feels, feels like such Laura, a. This feels like such a Mighty
2: Number no. Nine story. The manual feels kind of like an outsider, just like an anime fan on prom night.
1: Yeah, it's it's an outsider like an anime fan on prom night. If you try and put this manual in the box, you're gonna cry like like one. Um, like th- this is this is everything Mighty happen? Number Nine is distilled into like. These physical rewards—you had a year and a half extra to do this. These came yeah. considerably after they were promised, and you didn't check if the manual would fit in I the, think, the box.
2: I think they're fortunate that at this point, not a lot of people will care. I because I don't care. I just—I know. I'm just saying. I think that is like the game was generally so bad, and, and people were so disappointed with it that like yeah. this is just going to be more like, oh yeah, well that sucks as well.
1: Yeah, like. The physical reward was some cardboard and some paper And the paper doesn't even fit inside the cardboard as yeah, I just, could, You couldn't
0: even beautiful. get paper and cardboard right
1: Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's
2: wonderful yeah. it's, They uh, didn't do a TARDIS uh, job like they do with like Astro Do you ever open up an Astro headset or any of those headsets And then you try and put all the shit back in the box Oh no, they'll never go that, back in ever Seriously, they put little TARDISes in there
1: yeah, it, it, the things will never go back in, yeah. and that—that that is by design. Your your nice shiny <laughs> box will never be the same again. Um, nice shiny. Talking box. about other uh,
2: oh, Jesus phrases. Uh, yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, um, talking about other, other disastrous things that were in the gaming news this week, um, because of the one year anniversary of Pokemon Go, uh, in in chicago i think it was uh was held pokemon go fest which was a big like outdoor event for pokemon go that was this big ticketed thing that people flew from other countries to go do and everyone there was going to try and unlock legendaries in the game and uh there was a big stage set up with the the presenters of niantic uh invited out and i don't know if you both heard But it was a glorious disaster. I
0: heard. Really? I wonder why.
1: Yeah, so the short version of this disaster is apparently if you put 100,000 people (laughs) in a field all trying to connect to their mobile data, you break the ability to get onto the internet and no one can get online. Like a hundred thousand people were here, and not one person could connect to Pokemon Go during this festival.
2: Crashed and brief. I've festival. been to
0: conventions and stuff like where there are like crowds, and I mm. always have a seamless time on my phone. I don't know how they could have predicted this. <laughs> that was all sarcasm. Yeah, no, what just, I just said.
1: Yeah, no, they just. Had this big event and no one could get online. So, like, that's wonderful. The people on stage from Niantic were trying to ignore that this was going on. Um, My favorite, (laughs) my favorite moments are like
2: Niantic were ignoring a problem. What?
1: I know, shocking. So the president of Niantic comes out on stage. It's like, oh, are you all having a good time unlocking the bonuses in Pokemon Go? (laughs) And the whole crowd is just like throwing water bottles on stage, shouting, "We can't play it." It's not his fault. Um, it's
2: oh wait, did he did he organize it or was it like a a fan thing that was organized? Was it No no
0: no, this is a formal oh, event Okay, then. then it by is, a yes, yes. In
2: that case it's his fault.
0: Yes. Then yeah, yeah it was a it's very Niantic silly idea. involved this
1: huge like organized this huge event and no one could play. Um every time there were live streams of the stage, it was people just chanting, We can't play. We can't play was being chanted. Wow. Uh People were being interviewed yeah. on live stream and they were like, oh, have you managed to uh, catch any Pokemon yet? And everyone's <laughs> like, no, not yet. Why are you asking this
2: question? It's a silly a thing to of ask. I've a that went flying over my head at the stage.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it really does suck. I mean, like, like they can't fix it. Uh, so it, in in a way it's not their fault they didn't break anything technically kind of funny, it's though. just they gathered everyone to collaboratively It's kind of funny that a, for themselves. a company
2: whose entire model is based on internet did not foresee this happening.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is kind of amazing. Um and apparently they should have seen this coming because while they've never done this for Pokemon Go, they used to do these events for their previous game Ingress. And ingress events always had this same problem. Too many people trying to connect to mobile data meant that
0: nobody could get online. Like, it's... It was funny that it... The idea of it is funny. The idea of a a big fuck-up like that is funny. Once. It's funny once. Knowing this has happened more than once to the same company... Now it's not funny. Like it immediately goes from comedy to tragedy. <laughs> well this is... now it's just sad. Now I'm <laughs> miserable. This is, no, miserable. No, this is still, why I did the comedy first before
1: the trage- <laughs> this is why I did the comedy before I pulled the tragedy lever, but um yeah, no, this like they, they refunded people's tickets to the event, but like no one's getting their hotels they and travel and things refunded, that you know, people paid to stand miserably in a field unable to play the game. Brilliant! That, that's amazing.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, as a general word of warning to people, um, you know, not not to blame anyone who turned up, but if there's ever an event where a lot of people need mobile data to use it, uh, if it's being organised, probably like don't bother. That would be my advice. Probably don't bother.
2: Yeah. And if I want to go stand in a field and be miserable, I'll just go to an Ed Sheeran concert.
0: Oh. Or you'll just come with me and Laura with a camera.
1: <laughs> so, other than the the misery of that event, um, they did successfully like they, they started putting legendaries in in the game from the very few people that managed to get online to play, and uh, they now have these worldwide. They've got legendary raids to get your your Articuno's and your Lugias and whatever whatever other legendary Pokemon. I've been doing those raids this week. And I've been having a lot of fun Um, I've been doing Uh, multi-person raids Like, I've been taking part in I think I took part in a 12-person raid yesterday For one of these legendaries And there are people turning up To, to these events Like, in the area around me And, like, big groups of people turning up Together to fight these really big Combat encounters I caught both of my legendaries I, I'm really enjoying it So far, um I do think that there is something about the way legendaries have been introduced that really sucks for people, which is, I'm lucky, I live in an area where people seem to still play Pokemon Go and turn up to these raids in general, um, each of these legendaries is only going to be in the game for a week before they switch out to a different legendary instead, and the problem there is if you can't find a group of 12 people who can all get to the same physical location as you at the time that this raid is happening in a week you're never going to get that pokemon and for people who live in areas where pokemon go is not still actively ongoing and like lots of people are playing you're probably never going to be able to get these pokemon and that kind of stuff like everything every time i hear more about it i'm just blah. I, these are blah. these are things that I acknowledge as problems for other people, but because I live in a place where I can just like go on Twitter and be like, "Hey, are there 12 people near Bournemouth town centre who can come do a Pokemon raid?" and people show up, it's fine by me. I can get my my Articuno <laughs> no problem.
0: Well, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's that's often an issue with games like this games based around this sort of mobile socializing is uh it like it, it location is everything yeah if, if you're not in a, a sort of bustling area like that then you are pretty much up shit creek i i live
1: within traveling distance of like a tourist town and as such i've got i've got no problem with this <laughs> um <laughs> But no, yeah, I've I've been enjoying the legendary raids, but I acknowledge that like having these like twelve person raids be time limited when you need to be with other people
0: in a physical location kind of sucks for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, I mean it's just and again, I know it's niantic, but you know, that sounds very Nintendo in its setup. Yeah, it really does. Um like having we, uh, Salmon Run in Splatoon 2 only work at several times, at oh like, l- very set times. What's the point of that? I, my life does not, s- like, schedule around Nintendo. Why do we, they keep doing this? Should we
1: talk about Splatoon now? Because, like, I'm writing my review today, and that that right there was one of my complaints, is why can't I just jump into an online game of Salmon Run? Why is it time-limited to just whenever the
2: game wants to let me play
0: it? That sounds a bit silly. It's It's, it's nonsense. Like, you don't lock off a whole game mode until Nintendo feels like it. Is it timed to cater to time
2: zones, even?
0: Uh, I don't think so. So, so, this is... Sometimes I turn up, it's closed, that area. Sometimes I turn up, it's open. Yeah, so this is, like, this
1: is a, a holdover from a design choice in the first Splatoon, which is the first Splatoon would cycle out its maps every two hours or so, and the intention was that, like, Hey, you've got enough time to learn those maps without being feeling overwhelmed by choice, and then they cycle out, and there's new stuff to play. Plus, it helped um, that
0: they didn't for some reason that they didn't have many maps, yeah. And therefore, forcing you to play only two at a time, you wouldn't get through them. Yeah, quick. you stretch them out a little bit, but they decided
2: to have keep that design choice in Splatoon. they ever to... game ever and how the maps were? Yeah.
0: It is this really is weird they haven't played any video games. Yeah, but this is
1: they, they carried that over to Splatoon 2 with one of not just a map but a game mode being tied An behind game this mode. like randomly selected 2 hour timer where it's like hey who knows what modes you're going to get this 2
0: hours. It's it's nonsense. It's nonsense. Yeah. Like it's already silly that um like, when you're in a multiplayer lobby, like, you still can't do anything except just look at the names. You can't even change... Like, you can't change your yeah, weapons You can't or, see what weapons your friends are using, so
1: you don't know, like, how your team is balanced.
0: Yeah, it's, and if you did want to... If you were online with teammates and you did want to talk to them, you're going to have to uh, get your mobile phone. And Which, if fucking... you can't lock the screen or the, the, the
1: voice chat app stops working... <laughs> oh my god i didn't even know that no bit. if you lock the screen oh my the app stops letting you do voice chat um oh fuck me with the creamiest of cheeses that is amazing yeah. it's a bit of a mess in a lot of regards but it's a fantastic game and i'm having a lot of fun with it yeah it's still
0: splatoon yeah like it is uh, more splatoon. if anything it's still sp- yeah yeah um, I don't know what else to say about it outside of that because it is still Splatoon, but it's it's enjoyable all the same. It's fun to to play as usual, and it's uh, you know it. I guess they could have just remastered Splatoon and put it on the Switch, um, and in, but instead they they more or less did that as a sequel, uh, and 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 the bump in console is uh, I guess enough of a justification uh, in that regard um it so i'm I'm not sure where i'm gonna place it at the moment but Mm. um you know it, it is still a very very fun game it's just i i'm not quite as as enamored with it as before because i have you know i feel like i've seen it all before
1: yeah so like here's here's my vague thoughts on splatoon 2 and i'm working on my review at the moment um Splatoon 2 is more of the same. It's colourful, run-around, shoot-the-walls with neon-coloured paint, squid-kid fun, Mm. and it's great at being that. Um, There are some things that I think are improved on the first Splatoon. Uh, There is a lot more sort of quality and production value to the single-player mode. Uh, The single-player mode is now more of a puzzle platformer where you're using your ink to try and work out how to get around environments and each of those environments now has like these big cool boss fights at the end of them that while not particularly difficult are quite interesting visual set pieces to work your way around um i do really enjoy salmon rush which is their new like co-op horde mode uh when when it's on yeah, when it's on, when it, it's, when it's fantastic. On, I, I really, and that is one thing... Like, well, my biggest problem with yeah, Salmon Rush being randomly... You know, a randomly available mode is it's co-op. You want to be able to plan to get a group of four people that you know together to do a co-op horde mode. And you can't because you don't know when the mode will be there for you yeah, and your co-op a, team to play It's another it. one
0: of those Nintendo things where they uh, they defeat their own object. Um, otherwise, it is, you know... you. The only way to play it online, it seems, um, if, if, you know, outside of... Like, just telling your friends to clear their fucking day... Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you can play it online with randoms, and um, you know that's fun enough. Yeah, uh, but it's, I'm not it's, too it's fond not, of the fact yeah. that the weapons are all pre-selected and and chosen and forced on you, and you cycle through whatever they've decided at that time you get to use. Just because if you end up with weapons you don't like, you're just but, for that yeah. re- that time you've managed to get on and, and encounter the the game mode, you're gonna have a worse time than if it were weapons you were familiar with or you liked. You know, so. Again, it's one of those pointless Nintendo yeah. ch- decisions and I, I don't see how it makes it's it better a, It's
1: a weird choice when you've got ranked play as well Because you might just like, jump into a game and be like Oh, I can't use that weapon I'm good at And now I'm going to drop down in the rankings Because
0: I just can't play with the thing I'm good at Oh, well, I'm pissed off with some of these things Where uh, you lose progress or, or building towards something through things that might not even be your fault if you've been fucking performing the best consistently and your team still loses because they're all arseheads. Anyway, that's a personal matter. But as I said, the game itself is still very enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, although, oddly, I, I felt the the single player, the story mode to me, uh, didn't feel all that distinguished from... Uh, I mean, I'm not done with it yet because um, you know, I'm not reviewing mine for a while, but... Uh, so far, the, the campaign didn't feel all that different from the original to me. I mean, I mean it's got new, um, you know, some new uh, uh, gimmicks and, and toys to play within it. But I know this, everything about the the layout and the bosses and everything just feels very similar.
1: That's, that's fair. To, to me, The the way it was all tied together just felt more cohesive in a way that I was a lot more... I was enjoying a lot more, but... That's you know, that's just down to me. Um the, the other things I've been finding ridiculous about this game, I have a lot of things that I find like kind of ridiculous about this game in spite of how much I've been really enjoying it. Um Yeah. The the chat app, to go back to the chat app, you can't do voice chat through the app unless you have a full team of four people. If oh, you if so. you and two friends are online, this group of three of you can't do voice chat. That's
0: just Yeah, there's some really weird things about this game. (sighs) I'm going to annoy Nintendo fans on Monday now, aren't I? This is... Oh. Oh, God. Sorry, that that hurt with how terrible that was. The things you said felt like an infliction rather than a conversation. Yeah, it is is rather... Rather... So yeah, that's that's oh, that's wait,
2: that's
1: everything I, I had to say about Splatoon. Like it is, it's more Splatoon, and I think that it should have been called Splatoon with the word or number two in it. But uh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. No, that was a that was a golden missed opportunity. But that's that's that for that game. Uh, what else is there this week? Oh, we found out how the Switch has been selling. Pretty pre- yeah, pre- yeah, pre- pretty fucking pretty fucking well.
2: But um, didn't we know that because it like. All sold out and stuff
1: Well we knew it sold out but obviously like They hadn't said how many units they'd sold And that could have just been Constrained demand Was causing it to sell out But we now have actual figures It's apparently sold 5 million units in it's first 4 months on sale which means that in four
0: months it's halfway to the lifetime sales of the Wii U. Which is still impressive. Like, 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 I know immediately one wants to go, well, yeah, that's the Wii U. That's not all that impressive. But the Wii U still sold a fair amount. So five million in four months is, yeah, good. you know, very fucking impressive. Um, mm-hmm. Regardless of criticisms that could be said of the Switch, and I've had my fair fucking share, uh, the... Uh, the system's success is not in doubt.
2: I wonder how many copies of Zelda were sold. It's, wasn't uh, it more than the I, actual th- console? Or?
0: Um, if you're counting, it was at one okay. point.
1: If you're counting both Wii U and Switch uh, copies of Breath of the Wild, it yeah. has sold more copies still than Switches. Um, cool. I, I believe the Switch version of Breath is of it- the Wild has sold about 95% of Switch owners have bought it.
2: So is it the best-selling Zelda so far?
1: Uh, I have no idea. I don't know what sales figures are for other That'd Zelda be interesting games. interesting
2: to know, actually. If uh, you can for a second, biggest... I, can,
1: I can do some Googling.
2: They said it was the biggest launch for yeah, Zelda, if my memory serves correctly.
0: I mean, yeah, like, Zelda games sell yeah. well. We've got a we got to cover up for the fact that Laura is searching for the exact figure, and that was my contribution well, to I the conversation was to say I Zelda think it games was sell well sell
2: anyway because I don't remember ever seeing so much hype for a Zelda game as I saw. For okay, this. yeah.
0: Well, it's never really been yeah. like the biggest fish in Nintendo's yeah. pond, but this one really, I guess, after so many years of anticipation yeah. and coming out alongside the Switch, which just Exploded yeah. in terms yeah. of uh, uh, popularity. Um, Zelda is sort of real top and tier shit as well, now, it, which is it good.
2: It comes during a time as well where that kind of um, more family friendly game isn't as ubiquitous in the industry. I suppose so. It's a lot of people were excited yeah. to see a, a comeback of that.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A game where you can hit things with a sword but still feel wholesome about it. Yeah. So- I, I, um which which is a good you know quite an appealing thing about the series yeah, he's like,
2: i like italian from what what's mm. it <laughs> so i i the have the figures
1: here in front of me um so breath of the wild on switch has sold a little under 5 million units uh, a little bit under 5 million uh i'm having a look back right. that is more than triforce heroes that sold about 1 million uh, link between worlds sold about three million skyward sword sold about three and a half million spirit tracks about three million uh phantom hourglass sold a little under five million so breath of the oh. world's currently sold about as many as phantom hourglass uh twilight princess sold 7.26 million on the wii so it's not quite caught up to twilight princess on the wii numbers uh it's sold, Breath of the Wild on Switch has sold more than Wind Waker did on GameCube, uh, more than Majora's Mask, not quite as many as Ocarina of Time, more than A Link to the Past, more than Link's Awakening. It's, it's selling right up there. That's good. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. it's doing very well, well cool. for them. Because it's a good game.
0: <laughs> um, and good. I liked it. It is, a, it is a good game. Yeah. And I liked it.
1: Uh that, that, yeah, that I'm I'm trying to see if news. we've yeah there's 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 not a lot of gaming news at all this week. I'm I'm now like, is there the the uh, uh I I could talk about another game I've played this week. I've been I, I've been playing I've been playing a dr- a game I've been very much waiting for called Dream Daddy.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh <laughs> yes. It's I've, gay dad I've yeah, I've seen some uh, discussions.
1: It? Yeah, it's gay dad dating simulator, and I've I've been excited for this for a while. So
2: I have to say, I got a little worried when I saw that title first. I thought it was some very nasty trolling. You thought
1: thing. it was going to be something a lot more like about you know, your kink gay dad. related. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, dating your dad? No, it's yeah. not. Not quite like that. Um, it seems to
2: be a much more wholesome kind of thing.
1: Yeah, so I I was, I'm going to be honest, I was a bit worried about Dream Daddy when I first heard about it, because, you know, I like dating sims, but this is a dating sim that was very much billed as a dating sim developed by Game Grumps. And it turns out it's not actually anything to do with the two faces of Game Grumps, it's some other people at the company... But Game Grumps as a corporation have had their fair share of run-ins with not great language usage around LGBT people. So I was a bit cautious about it going in and I'm pleasantly surprised because it is a ridiculously sweet and very well handled dating sim that is very sincere. Uh, The characters are all written very well. The main thing about it being a dad dating sim Is basically just that all of the characters You're trying to date tell terrible dad jokes And that makes me so happy um, There's a lot of Really nice LGBT Inclusion things going on In it, in it that I did not expect um, You One of one of the things that I think Is like one of the nicest nods about this game Is you start the game Off by designing a dad yourself To play with uh, To play as and you can make that dad that you play as be a trans man which is a thing i did not see coming and they don't like make a big deal out of it it's just you can make a dad that has to wear a binder on the top of his torso and that's just how it is and they handle that all really nicely yeah i was just pleasantly surprised it's a really high quality very polished dating sim where you get to date lots and lots of dads That terrible, terrible jokes That make you groan But it's really sweet and endearing And um, I, I, I like that it's also not just about impressing the dads There's an element of like If the dad has kids You've got to get on well with their kids Because this is an important element to dating as parents Going on where it's like Yeah, you've got to win the kid o- over Otherwise this ain't happening Cool. It, it's just a very nice game
2: On that topic Quick little shout out to our trans followers this week You guys are always welcome here We love you Kind of shitty week for y'all in America But we love you and we're thinking of you
1: Yeah, there has been some some shitty, shitty news this week for trans people So thank you Gavin, that's really sweet I appreciate
0: that shout happening Thank you Yes, thank you, thank you for saying that, Gavin Sentiments echoed um, I'm doing a... No opinion on the dad dating because I have not played it. But, I, uh, I I don't know how you feel about dating Sims in general, but this is
1: one of the better dating Sims. It's it's very it's, yeah. I'm not really a player. That's fair. It's very well written and it's very sweet and sincere.
2: Cool. Dating, I just, uh, you know, dating's such oh, a good. fucking nightmare. Why would I want to do it in a video game?
1: <laughs> well, here, at least, you can, like, Google a walkthrough if you want your dates to go correctly, and you can you can live out a, a dating life where everything goes correctly all of the time, if you want, and that's, that's escapist fantasy.
2: Dating, for me, was always just going down the pub, getting really drunk, and then just necking someone and bringing them home.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I... For, 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 for me The dating romantic is, like, Irish experience. I, my my dating experience is go on Twitter and be like, "Hey, I want to kiss some cute people and just like see who <laughs> responds." You know, I'll, I'll
2: there'll be someone that's, out there who'll yeah, respond. I saw you. I saw you tweeting that very <laughs> yeah, drunkenly. Yeah, I, I may from, have uh, done that while uh, drunk Cox Cox.
1: at Cox's I may have just been like, "I'm looking for cute people to kiss." Where you all at? <laughs> uh, we we still have like. Did, and did you pull? Uh, not, not on that instance There were many people who tweeted me the morning after Being like I'd gone to bed already Why didn't I see this But no, uh, no one who was awake and in the vicinity At the time I was very disappointed in my my drunken flirt game that is, Appar- Apparently that is a, doing a tweet was a not, not enough For me to pull <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not an efficient method
2: um, Just come to Ireland and get know. fall down drunk Laurie you'll definitely pull <laughs> It's, all it, it's fine. Guy. Like
0: it, uh, the lesson I learnt is don't do the
1: drunken attempting to pull tweet at three in the morning. Yeah. Do it at more like twelve thirty one a.m. when like some of the like more more people. Likewise, are still don't up and try drinking. and pull
2: at, at three o'clock in the morning in a pub. <laughs> you yeah,
0: know, no, I shouldn't. People are just
2: waiting for their taxi at that point, and you know it's,
0: exactly. I think the main problem <laughs> with drunk tweeting it at three a.m. is you're only ever gonna pick up. Other people trying to pick people up on Twitter, drunk at three a.m. Yeah, which and I just don't think two people (laughs) drunk tweeting at three a.m. are gonna produce sparks. (laughs) I dunno. I think that like a modern romance for the ages could spawn that way. You never know. Nah, you you do never know. (laughs) No. Yeah, they could be the new "You've Got Mail" for for the next generation. Now, this is
1: this millennials killed
2: romance. (laughs)
1: This is the point where I'm realizing we still have like five minutes to 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 hit an hour, and I don't think there's any more news. I like I'm furiously googling looking for more news.
2: We we could talk a little bit about Linkin Park because I think that was an important mm. band to two people here at least.
1: That's yeah, I'm I'm totally up for that. Actually,
2: if 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 you're
0: up for if, that, if that's
2: cool with everyone.
0: Um, it's fine by me. I'm. Yeah. I know nothing about Lincoln Park. I I'm aware of the news, but yeah. I I I can't say anything other than, you know, obviously it's it is sad to see someone pass. So, uh I will let the people who actually know and and you know, the people where who this has affected talk. So
1: That's fine. We'll have please. me me and Gavin will have Laura and Gavin's music corner for a bit. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. This this was the the news this week that hit both me and Gavin, you know, hit both of us a bit I think was that uh, rather unexpectedly Chester Bennington who was the lead singer of Linkin Park passed away due to suicide and it was quite shocking to a lot of people Uh, I think if if for no other reason it it was surprising because the last album they released just a few months ago the title track of the album was this big Anti-suicide anthem about how, like, you know, it's okay. You're not alone. You know, it, it's okay. You can keep going. You would be, mi- you would be missed if you, if you ended your life. And I don't know. That that sort of put a lot of people in a position where they just never saw this coming. And it it was a really big hit because Linkin Park. Like, I, I'm sure Gavin will have his own thoughts in a second, but. For me, Linkin Park was the first band I remember making me aware that like heavier, rockier, angrier music existed. Like they're the first band I remember doing that for me. Um like the the music that wasn't just the pop, pop top 40 stuff on the radio wasn't all the music that existed. Um I I learned about Linkin Park from my older brother on a family holiday to Switzerland. He was playing some I think I believe it's the Meteora album on cassette tape uh he'd like recorded it all onto cassette tape and we were listening to it in the back of a car in Switzerland and I fell in love with the music straight away and they've been a band that have just kind of been an ever-present Pre- I'm not phrasing myself terribly well An ever-present presence in my life They've just kind of always been there And I The big things I the I don't know, the big thing that's relevant to me Recently was This title track of their last album um, One More Light Is a song I'd been listening to A lot recently because I'd been struggling With suicidal feelings myself And it was a really reassuring track Of just giving this feeling of not being alone so much in those feelings and that, you know, someone would miss you if if those feelings, you know, if you acted on those feelings and took your life, that someone out there would miss you mm. and would, you know, would notice that that had happened. And I don't know, it it just kind of shook me a bit when, when the news of his passing it's, came. So, yeah, I guess it's I'll... It's crazy uh, how many yeah.
2: of the song's lyrics now, looking at them with a different perspective, I mean like leave out all the rest in particular that that song literally sings about when I'm gone this is what I want you to remember and that that song came out a decade ago. And yeah. He was obviously battling those demons for a very long time and it's you know the band got a lot of stick for being angsty and stuff and I understand that because when they first started as brilliant as they were production-wise and musically his lyric the way he put lyrics together was a young guy, you know, and a little bit more clumsy. But I really felt as they grew as a band, his lyric writing got so much better mm-hmm. and so much more beautiful and, and subtle. Yeah. And I think even the way he constructed melodies in those later albums was there was always this gorgeous, bittersweet melancholy mm-hmm. to it that I think people saw, a lot of people saw as angst, but I always... For me, it it felt like he meant every yeah. single word of those songs. And I think
1: I you know? think he had a self awareness about that angst that came through at least in some of his like very recent albums. That um, there's yeah. there's one particular track, Rebellion, that is entirely a track dedicated to talking about the awareness that a lot of the audience that listen to Linkin Park are angsty teens that don't really have anything going wrong in their life and are being rebellious and angsty without actually facing any kind of oppression and like they, they were aware of like that aspect of their audience there was some self-awareness there but I i agree with you Gav they're, they're writing the band themselves off as just angsty doesn't do credit to so much of what that band yeah. was producing particularly, and, yeah.
2: particularly from after the second album they particularly opened out and and did so many different genres and styles, you know. Yeah,
1: and I think I think yeah. it's really telling what you were saying about like music that they were making a decade ago, you know, signposting this suggestion that that uh, he'd been suffering with suicidal feelings for probably about a decade, if not longer. And I think yeah. it's important to note that because like a lot of people don't realise from the outside quite how tough suicidal feelings can be to
2: shake. Um, They have this. And and how depression, depression does not give a shit how successful you are. It doesn't give a shit how much money you have. It will crush you regardless.
1: Suicidal feelings have this way of like weaseling their way into the head. And once you've thought those thoughts once, they don't go away or they come back time and time again. They're very, they can be very insidious things. It can be Mm -hmm. like, if you've, if you've been there in that place once, it can be very hard to avoid ending up there again. And a lot of people do live a long time with those battles and eventually, you know, lose them. And what I'll say is there are people who've called Chester Bennington weak for having committed suicide. I would say if he's mm. been dealing with those feelings for a decade, that's a decade that he fought that battle and won every day. So, I don't think that's weakness exactly. at all. And as,
2: as uh, speaking as someone who lost yeah. a brother to suicide, those people can yeah. stick their heads up exactly. their asses Exactly, further.
1: It's it's you know,
2: it's take a good good whiff of that yeah. smell, and the, that's what everyone else experiences yeah. when you the,
1: open the your way. Mouth. I try and think about it is like someone who committed suicide stayed alive every day up until then and that's that's that is strengthening yeah. of itself and something to be to remember them as someone who's fought strongly for the time they could
2: yeah yeah and if you know someone that you think is you know they might not be telling you but there are there are signs and if they talk about these kind of things reach out you know and likewise if you're struggling with this alone you don't you don't have to even if you can't talk to family or friends there's subreddits out there, like Our depression. That is a whole subreddit full of people who just want to help mm. other people with depression, you know? Yeah. There, there are so many, like, wonderful people in the world who would listen to you and who would love to help you, you know? Don't,
1: don't see yourself as having failed for having feelings of... of uh, having suicidal thoughts and feelings. Don't see that as a failure because... it's
2: it's the opposite it's you're strong because you're you're getting through it all you know stuff that most people will never have to deal with
1: every second that you have those feelings and are still here is is its own victory and just Mm -hmm. hold on to those little victories where you can and find help where you can so Mm -hmm. ditto yeah yeah and that's probably that's probably a good place to end, I guess, because like it feels weird to go from that. You don't want to get too silly yeah. <laughs> Feels silly to weird to go back into silly goofs.
2: <laughs> Linkin Park, fantastic band, and just to finish off on that on a more uh, silly little fun note, I still use Meteora as an A Bing album when I'm mastering. A Bing is when you get a bunch of different songs to compare your song to to make sure it's not too bassy or too trebly or that the vocals mm. are. On par with like commercial releases, and I still use songs from Meteora every single time I make a rock song to make. Because if if you sound nearly as good as that album, you're doing something right with your mix.
1: <laughs> awesome.
2: And there you go. Yeah. Anything else? No.
1: Are, are, I, are we? I reckon that's about. After I reckon everyone? that's about a good place to, a place to wrap up. I reckon. What about you,
0: Jim? I think yeah. that's the docket. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, don't take my silence during that as disrespect. Uh, I could not have added anything.
2: Yeah. And Jim's Gym, uh, like, now there, I know how Gav I feels could... when we talk about Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but, but, I mean, even in terms of, of the, you know, other uh, stuff about, you know, mental health regarding yeah. stuff, I, I could not have added anything. Uh, I could only have detracted with my own uh, ability, inability to, to convey what was conveyed. So, uh, but, but again... Um, echoed from from myself um but we will wrap up now though thank you all for for listening and laura where can people find out more of your content on the internet please you can find me at laura k buzz pretty much everywhere
1: laura k buzz on twitter youtube patreon that's what pays the bills uh twitch where i'm gonna be the day that this goes up, which will be what, when uh, the Thursday the 27th, I will be doing a live stream of Dream Daddy starting at 7pm UK. So if you listen to this on the day it comes out, come watch me play Dream Daddy over on Twitch. Other than that, Let's Play Video Games is the main place to find
0: me. Yeah. Awesome. And Gavin, you do music and how can people hear it?
2: Miracle of Sound on YouTube. Uh, Miracle Ascend on Twitter, and of course on Patreon, which pays the bills.
0: All right. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, again, for listening, for continuing to support the show and the Jimquisition and all that lot. Um, Not really much to add. Uh, We will just sign off, I guess, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.